Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, I'm Christian Brindle, and welcome to the Everything Medicare Podcast. Everything Medicare Podcast Nation. Hey, this is Christian Brindle. Wherever you are and how you might be listening to me today, thank you so much for taking the time. And folks, if you're watching on video on the wonderful platform of the YouTube, you'll notice we have a new look. We have a new studio here today that I'm sitting in. This is the first podcast episode that's being done in the new studio, and I could, for one, could not be more excited about it. Um, new look. Just wanted to make sure that we were bringing bringing all of you the, the the best quality content that we could possibly come up with, and um, I, I'm really excited about kind of what's to come and what things are going to look like entering the new year in 2021. Before I get started on the show... I wanted to quickly just reference a couple of things. Um, it's it's interesting what's going on. As of yesterday, from the time of shooting this show, there was um, a, a news report that was put out that um, the Biden administration was freezing a lot of the insulin programs that the Trump administration had put into place. And a lot of people wanted to know if that was impacting, at least at this point in time, as of me recording this, the Insulin Senior Savings Program, which essentially is the program that um, is causing certain Medicare plans that are participating to cap a majority of different insulins at a $35 copay for a 30-day supply. Now, if you've been on Medicare for any um, amount of time, or if you've known anybody on Medicare for any amount of time, and maybe you are a diabetic or you've known a diabetic on Medicare, you know that insulin prices over the years have been enormously high, just humongous in terms of cost to the member. Because, you know, of programs such as the donut hole, also known as the coverage gap, you know, people getting into those, um, into those tough spots and, um, I think that, you know, it's good news that that has remained untouched. Um, I don't have a whole lot of details other than that, but just so people know and they might and they don't panic about it, at least as I speak to you about this now, that is not being impacted, which is a good thing. I don't see any reason why that they would try to take away that program because essentially there were situations where people, when they were getting into the coverage gap, that for their insulin, they would be paying hundred bucks a month for a 30 day supply or two or 150 or 200 bucks a month for certain insulins for a 30 day supply, just humongous sums of money. And 
for it to be capped at a $35 maximum with a majority, well, not a majority, but a, a large amount of Medicare plans that offer drug coverage is just hugely impactful for um, the average person on Medicare. And um, I, for one, when I first saw that, thought that that is where they were going with it. But upon doing some research of my own and reading up about it, looks like that's not going to be impacted, at least not at this moment, which, you know, we'll keep our fingers crossed. Anyway, folks, let's get right into the show. This is episode 233. Um, If you're not familiar with the show, my name is Christian Brindle. I run an agency called Christian Brindle Insurance Services, located about 20 minutes outside of Salt Lake City, Utah. And we work with people on their Medicare plans, the Medicare Supplement plans, the Medicare Advantage plans, the Medicare Part D prescription drug plans. And it's what we do. It's what we're good at. It's what we enjoy doing. And every single week we bring you a podcast episode where we discuss your Medicare, your Medicaid, your Social Security, and everything that has to do with that golden age called retirement. And today... I thought it would be a great opportunity for us to talk about the 64-year-old's guide to preparing for Medicare at 65. And I thought we could just do a real good and real deep breakdown of what people should expect. Because I think a majority of our audience at this point is people that are 64 years old, that are approaching Medicare age, you know, maybe they're 64 and a half, maybe they just turned 64, and they're starting to hear the whispers of Medicare. When I say the whispers of Medicare, I mean they start getting mail, and a lot of it, from every insurance company you've ever heard of, and several, I'm sure, that you have never heard of. People calling your phone, just out of the blue, cold calling you, wanting to solicit to you commercials, you start to notice. Start to notice Joe Namath. You start to notice all these spammy cookie-cutter commercials that are very vague, that tell you very little, that promise these huge things that um, 9 out of 10 people really can't get because they don't qualify because Joe likes to put the disclaimer so itsy-bitsy-tiny on the screen and doesn't give you much time to read it unless you pause it and get a magnifying glass and you know up on the screen Um Real dirty business that Joe's doing. Um, I I consider Joe the biggest enemy towards seniors in America. And not Joe. Joe's just a sponsor, right? They just hand him a blank check and hand him a script to read. And he reads it. You can tell. He's just reading off teleprompter. But the company that runs those ads, um, in my opinion, is criminal. And um, they've made a living and a profession on preying on, on, on seniors. And preying on their lack of understanding about Medicare. But that's a podcast for another day. Um, That might be something we talk about next week. Because it is something that I want to do a deep dive on. And really discuss and hammer home. Because it is a problem. It is a huge problem. And I've talked about it um, vaguely here and there. On this platform and on this show. But we've never dedicated an entire episode to it. And I think it deserves it. Um, But anyway folks. you're, You're 64. We all know that when you turn age 65, you become eligible for Medicare. Now, there's a lot of confusion around that. There's a lot for you to know in order to make a good decision. And in some circumstances that, you know, you, depending on your situation, you may be able to even postpone your Medicare without any penalties or punishments. If you don't take it at all, will you get penalized or punished? These are the questions that people on Medicare have. 
And on today's episode, we're going to um, pull back the curtain and unveil all these answers to these questions. So let's start at the beginning. You're 64. When can you apply for Medicare? Well, if you are drawing off of your Social Security benefits beforehand, like let's say you turn 64 years old and you are drawing off your Social Security, one thing that's important to know is you will automatically be enrolled into Medicare Part A and Part B. There's two parts of Medicare from the government. You have Medicare Part A and you have Medicare Part B. And Medicare Part A comes to you at no cost. Essentially, what Medicare Part A is, if you want to go deep into this, is Medicare Part A is what your FICA tax is paid for throughout your working life. So when they take out Social Security and Medicare taxes out of your paycheck, that is to pay for Medicare Part A. So as long as you have at least 10 years of working credits or 40 quarters, whichever you prefer, in your life, Medicare Part A will come to you at no cost. Now, what if you personally don't? Well, if you're married and your spouse does, you can draw off of their Medicare as well. So that's how that works. Medicare Part B, on the other hand, has a premium attached to it. And people, I, I get this question all the time when people are aging into Medicare. They say, I paid into Medicare my whole life. You mean I have to pay for it? Yep. Agree or disagree, that is the way that it is. And um, it is what it is, folks. If you're in low income brackets, you know, in like poverty levels of income, and you qualify for your state's Medicaid program, which Medicaid, for those of you who don't know, is assistance from your particular state for people in low, low income brackets. If you have Medicaid and you have a certain level of Medicaid, that level of Medicaid can, in, in some situations, pay for your Medicare Part B premium, but that is the, the only way that you can get out of paying for Medicare Part B. Now, there are some Medicare Advantage plans that we'll get into later that will reimburse a portion of the Medicare Part B premium, but I'm getting ahead of myself. We'll get to that later. So Medicare Part B in 2021, the premium is subject to change each year. So whatever you're paying this year might not be what you're going to be paying next year and so on and so forth. That premium this year in 2021 is $148.50 per month. If you're drawing off of Social Security again and you're automatically enrolled into A and B, that $148.50 will come out of your Social Security check automatically. They'll just withhold it. Now, when will you be enrolled? Well, if you're turning 64 let's say in a week or two, you've got a ways to go for that to transpire. Typically, three months beforehand, it roughly, in the ballpark of about three months beforehand. I've seen some people where it's four months before. But they will receive their Medicare card automatically in the mail. When you get that card, that means you are enrolled. There's nothing more for you to do. And Medicare typically starts on the first of your birth month. So let's say your birthday is April 15th. Expect your Medicare to start April 1st, so a little bit before your birthday. Now, if your birthday happens to take place on the first of any given month, the Medicare starts a month sooner. Don't ask me why they do that, but they do. So that's a rare situation right there. So, for example, you know, if your birthday is on April 1st, expect your Medicare to start March 1st. And that's when your Medicare will begin, which also will be the month 
that they start taking out your Medicare Part B premium. Now, let's say you're not drawing off of Social Security because there's a huge portion of our listeners that that won't apply to. Will you automatically be enrolled into Medicare? No, you won't. It's something that you'll have to actually take the steps to apply for. And you can do that in about 10 to 15 minutes by visiting the Social Security's website, ssa.gov. The Social Security Administration handles enrollments into Medicare. They, they issue Medicare. So you go on their website, you create an account if you don't have one already, and you apply. For those of you that are interested, I have a full tutorial on that on YouTube. Just type Christian Brindle, how to apply for Medicare online. Find it very easily. I walk you through exactly where to go. Now, if you don't do that, let's say you're not automatically enrolled and you don't take the steps to apply. And let's say, you know, you just say, I don't need Medicare. I'm good. I'm healthy. There are certain circumstances that you won't be penalized. And I'll talk about that in just a moment here. But Unless you meet one of these one of these criteria that I'm about to mention, you will be penalized. And Medicare penalties are not like Obamacare penalties, where they just ding you a little bit on your taxes. Their penalties are lifetime. They essentially take the penalty, add it on to what your premium would be, and you get charged that extra amount for the rest of your life. So it's something they hit you with, and they hit you with hard. I've done whole episodes about penalties. Just for the sake of time, we're not going to talk about that today. But what are the criteria that you can not apply for Medicare and get away with it? Well, there's one and only criteria. If you or your spouse is working currently, you're employed, and you're receiving benefits, insurance benefits from your employer, and it's through an active employer, this is key. If you're retired and it's a retiree plan, it doesn't count. You still have to pick up Medicare if you want to, if you, unless you want to be penalized. But if you're working or your spouse is working and you're covered under their benefits, that's the criteria. You have to be covered under a current employee plan. You're able to postpone the Medicare as long as you're working. Whenever you retire or lose that insurance, then you'd have to pick it up. But you can do so without any penalties. There's a little bit of extra steps you have to take in order to get onto Medicare later on. But you can do so without having any penalties of any kind. So that is the exception to the rule. If you are working, I always encourage you to pick up Medicare Part A at the very least because it doesn't cost you anything, and it's a little bit just easier to do at age 65. Gives you some extra coverage for something you don't have to pay anything for. And essentially, you it, it just saves you from having to do it later. Now, what is Medicare Part A and B, actually? Well, Medicare Part A covers the hospitalization side of things. They cover the hospital room, the bed, the walls, the ceiling. The physical hospital falls under Medicare Part A. So when you get your Medicare card, you'll notice next to Part A it says hospital. That's because that's what's most notably covered by it. But there's other things that it covers, such as skilled nursing coverage, which is like overnight rehabilitation, hospice care, amongst other things. Then on Medicare Part B, what does Medicare Part B cover? Well, Medicare Part B covers the doctors in the hospital when you go. The equipment, the anesthesiologist. The MRIs. 
the doctors you see, the doctors you don't see, the whole nine yards, folks. Medicare Part B also covers outpatient procedures, durable medical equipment, doctor's appointments, things like that. Essentially, the two things cover different things, but they work together to give you medical coverage. I've always explained it to people that they work like two pieces of a puzzle that fit together to give you medical coverage. This is true. Now, they give you 100% coverage. Well, I think most of you listening probably know the answer to this, but the answer is no. They have deductibles and things like that that you have to pay, but most notably after those deductibles are met, in most situations, you're looking at them paying 80% of the bill and leaving 20% behind for you to pay. I just sat down with someone yesterday in my office that they said, well, that's no problem. That's just like my insurance now. But what I had to explain to them is your insurance now likely has what's known as a max out of pocket. And she said, yes, it does. A max out of pocket is basically like a safety blanket to where if you hit a certain amount of costs over the course of the year, it's like your stop loss. You can't spend more than this amount over the year. If you do, they'll pay 100% for the rest of the year. Medicare does not have that. There's no max out of pocket that comes with Medicare. So if they pay, if you have a $100,000 bill and it's an 80-20 split, they pay 80%, you pay 20%. There's no limit to it. Medicare Part A and B also don't cover prescription drugs, Part D prescription drugs on their own. They don't cover dental, vision, or hearing. Medicare Part A and B does not cover a physical, believe it or not, after your first year. They give you what's known as a welcome to Medicare physical. After that, they don't cover it. They cover what's known as a wellness visit, which is a less detailed physical where they don't take blood or anything like that. Medicare has some limitations like that, some weird limitations on the preventative side. So what are you supposed to do as a, as a consumer? You hear all about these different options that you can go with, all about these different ways and directions that you can go, all these different plans, 8 million plans. I'm going to simplify it for you right now in the next 15 minutes or so. And I'm giving you all this information for free. If you go through and listen to this entire podcast, whatever it ends up being, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, you will know exactly what your options are. And it takes all the confusion out of it. So if you are enjoying this episode, if you're getting a lot out of it, I'm giving a lot away for free here. Um, Do me a favor. All that I really ask is give us a five-star review if the platform you're listening to allows it. Um, If you're watching or listening on YouTube, subscribe, like the video, and share it with a friend that needs to hear this information. That's all that I ask. Make sure that other people can get access to this help as well. But there's, I'm going to simplify this. You hear all these advertisements for all these different plans. It might seem like you have a million different ways to go with your Medicare. Here's the truth. The truth is there are two different ways you can go and two different ways only. You have the Medicare supplement route and you have the Medicare Advantage route. That's it. You can go one or the other 99.9% of the time. Now, if you're a military retiree like, and you qualify for something like TRICARE, it's an exception. And I've done entire episodes about it. Just go search our library. We have a lot of episodes. Again, this is 200, episode 233. I just don't have time to touch on that today. Um, but we're just going to talk about regular person that just, you know, getting on Medicare and they just don't know what to do. So you yeah, have Medicare supplements on one corner, Medicare Advantage on the other. I'm going to break it down very simply for you. 
Because if you can determine which way these two ways you want to go, I think it takes 80% or more of the difficulty out of the equation when it comes to making a good selection. 80%, folks. This will simplify things dramatically for you. So you have A and B in both corners. You pay the Medicare Part B premium in both quarters. There's no way around that unless you're on Medicaid. And you're stuck with these holes and gaps in the coverage. So let's start with the Medicare supplements. Medicare supplements, folks, and I'm before I get into this, I also wanted to mention, I'm not a believer that one way of going is be- always better than the other. I think they both have their positives and negatives. I think they both have a place, and I think they're both e- on equal playing fields in terms of what they bring to the table because they both bring positive and negative. I think it mainly depends on your situation specifically. But there's plenty of people out there in the industry that want to paint a narrative that one side is evil and the other side is perfect. It's absolute hogwash. They have an agenda. Anytime someone tells you that, just know that they're a charlatan, in my opinion. I believe that you should give both sides of the coin an equal and fair look. Because if you don't, you just listen to some charlatan that definitely has an agenda, and they're, they're convincing. Their arguments are convincing, but they have an agenda. It's in their best interest that you buy one type of plan over the other because they either make more money or it's less work for them or it's easier for them, whatever the case might be. Um, do I have a preference on what someone would buy for me? Not really, but, you know, there could be an argument made that maybe I would in certain circumstances or something along those lines. But I never show it if there was. I always try to accurately and unbiasedly present both sides of the information so that way you can make an informed decision. I could care less what you get as long as it's with me. As long as it's the best fit for you and it's with me. (laughs) So let's talk about Medicare supplements. So the way Medicare supplements work are very simple. A Medicare supplement is a secondary insurance that you pick up through a private insurance company, a Mutual of Omaha, a Cigna, an Aetna, an AARP, somebody like that. And they also, they're also known as Medigaps, two names for the same thing. And this Medicare supplement plan you pick up essentially does what it, it name suggests. It fills in the gaps in Medicare. That's why they call it Medigap, or it supplements Medicare. It comes through and pays the 20% that Medicare leaves behind. And there's different types of Medicare supplement plans. I've done endless videos about those, so go back and listen to those. But they name the plans after letters. The government does. They design them and base them off of how much of the 20% that Medicare leaves behind that they're going to cover. And so because of this, they're named after letters. You know, you have plans like Plan G, Plan N, Plan F, Plan K, Plan L. And then they're given to private insurance companies to market. And the insurance company controls two things, the price and the price increases going forward. And we'll talk about that in a second. But they cannot control the benefits. The benefits are exactly the same with every insurance company that offers a certain plan. So that makes it a little simple because if you know what a plan G is, for example, which we've talked about on this, on this platform, it's the same plan with every insurance company. They just all charge a different price and they all have different price increases. So based on those two things, that's what you need to look at when picking a plan. And we won't get into that too much. But that's what a supplement does. It pays after Medicare. Now, in order for a supplement plan to pay on a bill or a claim, Medicare has to pay first. That's the rule of thumb. It won't cover anything that Medicare doesn't cover. Think of it like a copycat insurance. So Medicare pays first. The supplement pays afterward. 
And depending on the company, depending on the plan you go with, you could potentially have close to full medical coverage or potentially full medical coverage, very little co-pays, little deductibles, little out-of-pocket, if any, depending on the plan. That's the allure of a Medicare supplement. Depending on what part of the country you're in, it, a Medicare supplement could cost you anywhere between 100 bucks a month and 200 bucks a month. The price does vary on where you live and which plan you pick up and which insurance company. So the price can vary, but you're probably looking at realistically 100 to 200 bucks a month. And there's some areas where it's a lot more than that too, but that's realistically what you're looking at. And essentially, folks, Medicare supplements, as I said, do not cover anything that Medicare doesn't cover. All their job is is to pay the 20% and what Medicare doesn't pay on the medical side, what Medicare leaves behind on the medical side. So when you go the route of Medicare supplement, you have to pick up everything else separately. You have to pick up your drug coverage separately. Enter Medicare Part D. Medicare Part D plans are prescription drug plans. Think of this like this, D for drugs. And they're, they're pharmaceutical plans, prescription plans that cover prescriptions, and that's all their job is, and you pick them up through private insurance companies also. And depending on the plan, it could be anywhere between 6 or 7 bucks a month all the way up to maybe 80 to 100 bucks a month. They vary dramatically. But that's their job. I always tell people, depending on where you live, you're probably looking at between your Medicare Part B, your Medicare Supplement, your prescription drug plan. If you want dental insurance, that's an extra premium as well, probably 30 to 40 bucks a month realistically. Depending on where you live and kind of what you end up looking at, when you go the route of Medicare supplement, you're probably looking at somewhere between 300 to $400 a month, depending on where you live. What's the positives and negatives of going that way? Well, the positives are this. Medicare supplements are top shelf coverage. They have the best coverage that money can buy because you're double covered. Medicare is your primary, the supplements your secondary, you have very little out of pocket. They're the best coverage that money, that money can buy in the medical side. Positive number one. Positive number two is you have no networks. Let me explain. Lots of insurance companies have networks of hospitals and doctors, and you have to essentially stay in networks, stay in that, in that company's bubble. You have to go to their doctors, their, their, their hospitals, their clinics. But with Medicare... And Medicare supplements, you can go to any provider in the United States of America as long as they take Medicare first. Nowadays, 98 to 99% of doctors nationwide take Medicare. It's almost career suicide these days for doctors not to take Medicare. Ten years ago, it was more of an issue. We saw a large, much larger percentage of doctors not taking Medicare. But nowadays, it's just not the case. So it works the same in all 50 states. You can take it traveling. It, it, you can, use it, you can use it anywhere as long as the provider takes Medicare, and most do. So it's great for travel. It's very um, transportable, and you don't have to worry about limitations and restrictions in terms of networks. Huge positive. The other positive I would say is the coverage on a Medicare supplement is never going to change. Most insurances change their benefits year to year. They're going to tweak it, adjust it. Medicare supplements are never going to have that happen. It's going to be the same plan 20 years from now as the day you pick it up. Let's talk about the negatives, because there's negatives. Medicare supplement lovers won't want to tell you about the negatives, but there's definitely some freaking negatives here, folks. Negative number one. It's confusing for the average person. I don't care what anybody says, because they have essentially three to four different cards, and they each have their own job, and they each have their own premium, and it's so hard for the average person on Medicare to keep up with. You have a card for Medicare Part A and B with its own premium. 
You have a card for your Medicare supplement with its own premium. You have a card for your drug coverage, your Part D plan, which is with its own premium. They all do something different. It's hard for people to keep track. If you go with a dental insurance plan, which a lot, I encourage it. You have a card for that with its own premium. It's, it's, it's a mess sometimes, folks. It's crazy sometimes in terms of the confusion for it. And it's easy to get overwhelmed. The second thing is, let's say for the sake of example, your Medicare supplement plan is $150 a month. Just for the sake of example, in some areas, it'll be much less. In some areas, it'll be much more. And this is a nationally broadcast podcast, so I can't tailor to everybody. But let's just say for the sake of example, that's $150 a month. Well, that's what it's going to be year one. The insurance company is going to raise your prices every single year as you get older. And they all do it. If someone tells you that their Medicare supplement company will not raise the rates, they're lying through their teeth and run away from them. I've heard so many instances where somebody bought a plan that was way overpriced, but they thought it wouldn't go up in price as they get older. And then they're on it for a year and then it goes up in price and they can't find the person that sold it to them. And the company's like, you know, well, we don't know. They're throwing their hands up in the air. They're like, we didn't say that. We didn't tell them to say that. That person doesn't even work here anymore kind of thing. Like, you know, oh, oh, shock. So woo is me kind of thing, you know. Um, but they train their salespeople to say that, a lot of these organizations. I won't say them by name because I don't want to get in trouble. But they all go up as you get older. Now, some go up more than others. Some might go up 15 to 20% a year. Some might go up 3 to 5% a year. That's why you need a good agent to help you find the companies that are going to be most likely to go up as little as possible. But that's a topic for another podcast, which we've done plenty of episodes about, by the way, if you want to learn more. So that's Medicare Supplements for you. Great coverage, portable, flexible, but expensive and a little complex. Let's talk about Medicare Advantage. Because Medicare Advantage is probably what you see 9 out of 10 advertisements for. That's what Joe Namath is trying to sell you. That's what these, you know, Go Medicare commercials are trying to sell you. All these companies are trying to sell you Medicare Advantage. And I got news for you. They're trying to sell you the same plans that you can get on any street corner. They have nothing unique about them. Zero zip. A Medicare Advantage plan works like this. You have your A and your B. You still pay for the Medicare Part B premium. That part doesn't change. But instead of running your Medicare through the government, you run your Medicare through a private insurance company. Doctors commonly refer to them as replacement plans. I'm not supposed to use that terminology, but that's, the, that's a terminology that they use. Um, and you're running your Medicare through this private insurance company. This private insurance company's taken over, if you will. They're, they're paying the bills. They're paying the claims. And Medicare's not doing so anymore. That takes a big burden off of Medicare shoulders, as you probably can imagine. They don't have to pay the 80% anymore. So in exchange, they agree to fund this in private insurance company every month to take care of you. And because of this, Medicare Advantage plans in a lot of areas of the country offer plans that are no premium at all. They cost you nothing. Zero. Because they get all this funding. They get about $800 to $1,000 a month in funding per person from the government. Many, are, many, many sources claim. So that's why the insurance companies would prefer that you, you <laughs> um, be on a Medicare Advantage plan because they are highly profitable. They make, they make cash hand over fist. A Medicare Advantage plan is going to combine everything into one plan. You're going to have your medical, your prescription drug coverage, you're, a lot of them will, nowadays will come with dental, vision, hearing, and some of them come with really great dental, vision, hearing 
benefits as well. Some a little limited. It just depends on the plan. And on the medical side, it's not full coverage, but it's better than having just Medicare alone. They limit your cost on the medical side to a copay. So there's no deductibles, or most plans don't have deductibles. Don't ever buy one with a deductible. They're no good. But essentially, you know, they come with copays in most cases. An example might be $5 copay to see your primary care physician, $30 to $40 copay for a specialist visit, $90, $80 to $90 for an emergency room visit, maybe two to $300 per night in the hospital for the first four or five or six nights, and then after that they pay 100%. Medicare Advantage plans also have max out-of-pockets like a traditional insurance would. And those can be as low as two to three thousand in some places. They can be a thousand in some in very few places. They can be up to five, six, and actually seventy-five fifty is the max and max in a pocket can be in two thousand and twenty-one. The lower the better, of course, because that's your stop loss. If you ever get really sick and start paying now a lot of copays, the lower your max in a pocket, the better. Medicare Advantage plans also have networks of hospitals and doctors. So you have to stay in network with that plan. Some plans have great big networks. Some have itsy-bitsy tiny networks with very few options of doctors that you can visit. So my, I encourage people that when you pick up a Medicare Advantage plan, make sure it covers your prescriptions, number one, because the drug coverage is included. Make sure you like the benefits, like the co-pays, the max out of pocket. If you need dental, make sure it has some dental if it's available in your area. And make sure it covers all your doctors and gives you a large network. Those are the three things you need to look for. Now, it's important to note that Medicare Advantage plans have no health questions nowadays. They used to ask if you have end-stage renal disease, which is essentially dialysis stage, if you will, um, but they don't even ask that anymore. They're a straight shot. Medicare supplements, on the other hand, have to take you when you're turning 65, no health questions, no underwriting. But once you're outside of that new to Medicare window, let's say a couple of years down the road, let's say you start with a Medicare Advantage plan and you want to switch over to a Medicare supplement, you can do so, but only if you can pass a list of health questions and underwriting in most cases. So the only time to guarantee that you can get a Medicare supplement is when you're turning 65. But let's go back to the Medicare Advantage for a second. Let's say that we wanted to talk about some positives and negatives of Medicare Advantage. Well, the positives would be they're cheap. You pay for the Part B premium, and in some cases, that's it. Um, if the Advantage plans do have premiums, it's common for them to be 20, 30, 40, 50 bucks a month in premium, very low. The other positive is it's all in one plan. It's a little bit simpler for people. You have one card for everything. Those would be the two positives in my mind. And they cover a few things that Medicare doesn't cover, like gym memberships, over-the-counter item essentials. Like, And when I say over-the-counter item essentials, I mean things like aspirin. Ibuprofen, fish oil, band-aids, vitamins. The negatives would be if you're if you get sick or you are sick, the copays can add up very quickly if you use the plan enough, and you can end up being in the red real quickly in terms of what you're saving on the premium. The other negative is Medicare Advantage plans lock you in for the calendar year. So you can only make changes to them during the Medicare open enrollment period which is October 15th through December 7th, or the Medicare, well, that's actually the Medicare annual election period, if I want to be technical, AEP as they call it in the industry, October 15th through December 7th. And you can also change for, during the Medicare open enrollment period, which is January 1st through March 31st. Essentially, folks, um, the other negative with Medicare Advantage plans, they 
they change their benefits every year. That's why the annual election period is where it is, because the companies announce their changes typically the first day of October for the next upcoming year to start take effect the 1st of January on a Medicare Advantage plan. And you essentially have that, that window, October 15th to December 7th, to change your plan if you want to. But it can be kind of stressful for people because you get used to a plan and then maybe it's completely different the next year and it doesn't fit your liking anymore and you have to change it. That is a realistic possibility sometimes with Medicare Advantage plans. So I always tell people, depending on which plan you want to go with, we've done so many episodes about both. This is just kind of a rough overview. Um, But I always tell people 90 days before your birth month is when you want to be making preparations and know what you want to do. Put it all into place. It'll all start the first of your birth month. And that's all she wrote. Anyway, folks, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know that I sure did. Um, If you do enjoy the episode, do us a favor. Let us know about it by leaving a review. Um, Share this with a friend. If there's someone that you know that's confused about Medicare, this will simplify it. I guarantee it if they listen to the whole thing. Um, Folks, we work with people in, in like 35 states now. If you'd like to work with us on your Medicare health plan, we would be honored to be able to work with you on it. We work with a major- with, with, with all of the largest insurance companies available in the industry today. We have access to work with any insurance company in the industry. Um, and we can essentially sort through your options and help you find the best option based on your specific needs and preferences. Our office number is 801-255-5340, 801-255-5340. Or if you'd rather send me a personal email if you're more comfortable with that, my email address is Christian, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N, B like boy at X like x-ray, mission.com, Christian B at xmission.com. Until next time, folks, thanks so much for the time, and we'll see you next time.